What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 55, today with my guest Mike Jones. He was formerly and currently in a blues rock band called The Jones in the Washington, D.C. area for about the last 15 years, and he's also doing some solo stuff now, which just came out. Uh, His new song is called Snake Oil, which is featured on the episode here in a few seconds which we got to talking about. Uh, it's pretty laid back, and if you like it, you can definitely find it on Spotify and all the usual places, so I'll link it in the episode notes. As always, feel free to drop a subscription or a follow on either his music or the podcast, wherever you may be listening. It always helps uh, broaden our reach for what we're doing, but uh, yeah. I know Mike through our respective occupations. I guess we're kind of pseudo colleagues in a way, being that we both work in healthcare. Um, but anyway, we had a fun overall chat about what we've been seeing during the pandemic and what we've been working on musically. Um, Mike also has a story about uh, opening Green Bay Malmsteen once at the Fillmore in DC, so that was fun to hear about. But other than that, uh, whether you're friends of Mike's or friends of mine, thanks for listening, and thanks for supporting local music. We all do appreciate it. Hopefully, whether you're a musician or not, you're all out there uh, creating making cool stuff on your own. Uh, lastly, as always, I should mention that if you do follow the podcast on Instagram or Facebook, you might see that we got some shirts up now, so let me know if you want one of those. Definitely pretty comfy. But, uh, yeah, we'll get to this thing. So, uh, without further ado, um, the interview, episode 55 with Mike Jones. Let's, let's just pretend we restarted now. Uh, right. welcome, welcome to what I call the part-time rock star podcast. And now that you know I, who you're talking to, like it's, yeah. it's okay now. Hey, um, um, talking to people on the internet's fun regardless. So um, yeah, obviously sure. my name's Brett, uh, your name's Mike, or stage name Mike Jones. I actually don't know if that's your real last name or not. But We'll just keep it with um, that. How about that? For the same reasons that you and I were discussing before. Yeah, so... Kind of getting off to that on that foot. Um, there are listeners on this podcast, believe it or not. So for their sake, um, I'll just say we know each other through healthcare. Um, sure. If you're comfortable saying, you know, you're a nurse, I'm a paramedic. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much where we're at. So yep. uh, we're both still we met alive. through there. You were bringing yeah. me. You're bringing me like, you know, train wreck patients, and and I'm trying my best to keep them alive. Yeah, train wrecks and, and, and hangnails, too. Oh, um, yeah, 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 that's for sure. So this would be kind of interesting, because obviously we could talk about healthcare and all that for probably hours on end, although yeah. maybe a little bit more of like a, a bar type of uh, situation or conversation. Yeah, but that's not, what the, that's not what your podcast is about, so, you know. It, it is and it isn't. Thing. 
you know? I don't yeah. want to, like, limit it or limit you or limit anyone else. Um, not limiting me. Like, and I do know that people like hearing about our perspective, I've noticed, um, being just in healthcare in, in the last year or so. Obviously, mm-hmm. given the times, people kind of wanted to hear um, stories or just perspectives, honestly. And I usually just kind of keep it broad. I'm like, I'm not really here to force my opinion on anybody from what I've For seen. For sure. For uh, sure. Or anything. But usually they're just curious. And I've talked to people at this point all around, like, North America um, in bands, obviously. But mm-hmm. um, a, few people, a few people in healthcare, too. I think I've had a couple nurses on and stuff. So it's been kind of cool. interesting to uh to swap perspectives um well i mean you guys are i mean we you and i are kind of like i would say like the same aspect it's like all about stabilization for us yeah you know it's not like you and like you know so i'm in the er and you know you just said you're you know you're a paramedic so it's all about it's it's you know you get them to us alive and we keep them alive for a little bit and then you know on to the next you know so you and i are kind of seeing these patients I mean, literally at their worst, you know, so these days it's, you know, the backdrop of, of what that has been, you know, I think it's been kind of weird. I, at least on my end that, you know, it's, it's the same diagnosis. Like it's the same kind of patient for like our hospital was just filled with the same diagnosis, which was kind of freaky, you know? Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, I but, feel like there's a lot of places I could take it to, and some of which would be on record, some of which would be off, just because... Yeah, like, for sure. I, I ultimately just describe it as, like, I have one person's perspective, you know, which is my own, and ultimately that's kind of what I base my decisions from, you know, because that's all I get. But sure. I, it doesn't mean that I can see every other healthcare worker's perspective... Um, it doesn't mean that what I think is ultimately right in a broader sense, but yeah, I mean, it's generally uh, not a good idea to speak for anybody on anybody else's it, behalf. So exactly, but I do kind yeah. of generally tell people my experience with it has been probably not as bad as whatever the news makes it out to be. And just our area has uh, been a little different. Yeah, I mean, I feel like yeah. our area actually did a pretty good job, but I can say, you know, from you know, they stack up, you know, our floors yeah. were, they just stacked up, you know, they stay there and they stack up and they take up so much space and time and resources that, you know, so that's kind of been yeah. that experience. We didn't, we had a refrigerator truck. Mm-hmm. We had a couple of, we had a refrigerator truck for a little bit. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of weird, you know? Yeah. Anyway, that's it. I, you know, there's no reason to touch on, at least from my end on any more of that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, but like I said, I do feel like most of the time when I talk to people, as you probably know in day-to-day life, they just want to hear about what's going on and and kind of mm-hmm. just get like a ground-level perspective. Mm-hmm. So For sure. Makes sense. Um, but, but yeah, really, the point of this podcast is to kind of talk about the balance between, uh, you know, doing things you're passionate about or that are fun, <clears throat> a.k.a. music, uh, with, the, uh, with the work grind. So, sure. It's been fun to talk to people from pretty much all walks of life, well, you know, all with the common thread of playing music, but to hear about just, you know, what they do. And obviously I've had some full timers on here too, um, mm-hmm. who are out there to earn and, you know, trying to kick some butt, but, yep. uh, you know, pretty much whatever level of music, uh, doesn't matter too much to me. I just like hearing people's, you know, 
interests and uh, and uh, really like inspirations, you know. Because sure. for me, I, I find work is like a lot of ways motivating and uh, in its own way inspiring, you know. Yeah, I mean it's kind of hard, at least like you know, from from my perspective, to have like stuff like that not be pervasive you know and not like yeah. influence and 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 you know uh so yeah for sure um you know also like you know being good, kind of commenting on on you know on on the uh you know the, the sense of the podcast like you know my my job like is three days a week so yeah. like just by virtue of that it's like it's a part-time gig prior to prior to the you know the pandemic and when things shut down like i was you know i with my bands were were playing fairly you know fairly frequently you know so yeah. i had like i had weekly gigs you know and that's weekly income that is gone um and uh you know obviously that kind of sucks i mean luckily you know i've got mm. the 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 job to, to fall back on and it also just by virtue of the fact that it's like three days a week you know three twelves a week or whatever yeah. um it gives me the time to work on to work on music, you know, and to do mm. uh, a lot of different things, which I'm sure is the same for you, you know. And your guys' yeah. schedule is is you know doesn't take up a whole week, so. Uh, yeah, man. And that way, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, That's why I work in healthcare. To be honest, schedule, you know. Yeah, for sure. It's like such a weird. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. You know, I started this thing a little later in life, but um, that's definitely a, a huge perk for sure. So. Yeah. And it's also binge and purge, so arguably mm-hmm. at times it can feel like it's not worth it because oh totally you're just burning yourself out, uh, working to the bone on some shifts, and uh, it's just this massive juxtaposition I find creatively, this massive mm-hmm. bi- bipolar world of like you know when you're off you're really off generally speaking like I don't know how it is you know in your world but at least in our worlds it's like you're not getting emails and no one can really call you to bug you at least not in a normal nine to five sense at all so you're on though you're on man but then you know when you're on you're on you're on you got to be firing on all cylinders because it literally means someone's ass you know pretend you know and that that then it's the same like you know when they're when they're in their worst situation and you know it's there's it's not like there's a lot of trust on their behalf because they're knocked out, but like yeah. there's a huge sense of duty on our behalf to like, yeah, I mean, try to do the best. There's a good outcome, you know, right? I mean, that's the idea. So, and ultimately, it's just someone's life is your responsibility, period. So, <sighs> yeah, I don't um, know, like other careers, like I mean, I know other people get stressed yeah. out and stuff, you know. Yeah, well, I, I, I do find it's hard to relate sometimes when people stress about the things that they stress about, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to play any cards here or try to like <laughs> say that your your stress isn't real or something. But I guess the way I always say it is like your biggest problem, and I mean this as broadly rhetorical as possible, is your biggest problem, like personally. So whatever you think your biggest problem is, it is. Because that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing you got going, and you don't know anything else. You know, you don't know. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Like, Everyone, you can't. I mean, yep. Like even working yeah. in healthcare, we're arguably not getting shot at. Hopefully, <laughs> you know, like so no, that's even a whole nother pretty level rare. of stress. For sure, but I feel you like know. it's at least some form of comparison. So, 
Um, yeah. I think the difference yeah. for you guys, because I've worked on the floor at hospitals and stuff, uh, especially like on clinical rotations and stuff, is like, I'm always torn between like the 12 hour shift and like the 24 a little because the 12 hour you sort of know what you're getting into and that it's going to end um the 24 is just like this weird marathon of like being constantly on and constantly off Mm -hmm. throughout the whole thing yeah i don't know how you guys do that you're up you're down Um, you're up you're down yeah i i think that's the biggest burnout factor really yeah the human body is just not built for that at all for sure true man it's it's that's a that's a bummer like i said i've been thinking torn between changing it up a little bit and and fire it was definitely on my mind but that that shift and and you guys walking into the houses like the dirty ass hoarder houses and shit like that it just doesn't it doesn't appeal to me man so there's just pros and cons (laughs) to everything i I mean i don't i don't really know i don't even really know how i got into it in the first place other than someone just told me the schedule's good Check it out. Yeah. It'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. I, and, my uh, life aim was not to become like a, a nurse. Yeah. Like I, I, it's such a weird thing to say out loud. And if yeah. anybody knew me when I was growing up, it, you know, I don't, I don't think that's the first word yeah. that they would use to describe me. So, well, you know what? I, I always felt that, uh, so like nurses and paramedics, it's like the same uh program it's the same education same almost the same skill set very close um and yet like the the just whatever's in a name it's almost like not fair in a way that nurses are called nurses or something because to some people that just doesn't mean probably the right definition i mean as a dude it's hard to negotiate that let's put it that way like i mean i think as a a woman like you're you know that it was a female dominated is a female dominated profession still but, you know i've got yeah. some guys luckily that i've been working with or have had you know the privilege of working with that have been in this game for a long time have had to negotiate yeah. this a lot longer and then in times when it was way less accepted and i still have like my yeah. problems with like patients that are kind of like you know you walk yeah. in the room they call me doctor and they call the the you know the, yeah. the female doctor nurse and they're like no no i'm gonna flip that around yeah. it's, you know times have changed a little yeah. bit and again, man, in the ER, like I couldn't do any other kind of nursing. Like in the ER, yeah. it's a more, as you know, like physically demanding environment. Yeah. So I mean, not for nothing, like for what it is, like kind of helps being a dude. And they kind of like having yeah. us around to move bodies. So you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I I call us uh, cross between health professionals and movers because yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. you you call we haul. Like yeah, uh, yeah. it's <laughs> true. Big part of the job. Yeah. I mean, for you guys too, and yeah, yeah I mean, obviously, shot. being male in the uh, nursing world has its uh, pitfalls or just um, challenges. I guess I also you think, already know. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it, but I also just kind of think in general, when people hear the term nurse, even as it pertains to like females, they don't really even understand at all what that means. Like, no, what does nurse nobody knows do? what we do. Nobody exactly. knows what we do. Nobody like, knows. It's, there's this huge mm-hmm. gap of like. Yeah. missing i don't know understanding yeah. amongst the common public about what a nurse does yeah. i mean what a what an emt or what a medic does or totally basically no idea there's all these different levels of healthcare, you know whether it's nurse practitioner pa mm-hmm. whoever anesthesiologist and like generally speaking public doesn't really know what level does what not so, until they deal with us exactly 
and then, you know, <laughs> then you they don't find out dealing with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we will explain. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not good. I tell people, um, I'm like, hey, I'm I'm the kind of ambulance guy who could give you pain drugs when you break your leg. So, you know, that uh, you're also the kind of ambulance guy that's doing CPR and tubing people uh, in the snow. You know, that, so yeah. that's, that's that's different, you know, and that's that's yeah. you're in all and like you said, like and you go so you all get those I got a toothache, I gotta call the ambulance call. Yeah, of course. <laughs> At six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. I feel like we definitely could get this off our chest for a while, but Yeah, we could we could do that. We could we, we could should. you wanna switch the music gear? Yeah, why not? And uh right. I'm definitely open to just meeting up for a beer, especially uh incidentally if we were getting off the same yeah for uh, sure man 7 a.m shift yes so you're may line up. i'm definitely around all right i may uh i may hit you up for yeah. that then try to figure for something sure. out yeah man. But anyway um back to the music uh i noticed you got a backpack guitar on the wall which is uh yeah pretty cool yeah that one and it actually like i i yeah i mean i, I i'm a hiker and you know so that thing yeah. is strapped to the backpack it's not it has not been treated nicely yeah, yep. same. I have the exact same one. I can even see yep. the wear pattern. I took a screenshot yep. here, so I'll probably yep. post that to Instagram maybe later. Yeah, but, uh, I'll go do those, it. those backpack guitars, man, they're perfect. And I just got um, this one. Hold on. What you got? It's one of these baby Taylor guys. Oh, so it's like so, a, it's like a travel guitar. Yeah, but my, it's, uh, it's you know it's like a miniature. You can kind of holding it up to it. You can probably see the. My, uh, yeah, inside. so I got. Yeah. I got one of those in the shop right now too. It's my fiance's. So, oh, cool, man! Um, getting that fixed up. Um, yeah, I just got that. I was really happy about that one. So. I think there's a little wall of guitars around here. Probably hard to oh, see. Oh yeah, cool, video. dude. Oh, you've got the full uh, set because you have the set going yeah. too. So, I have a I, I have a set, but it's not set up right now. So, but yeah, I got my other um, stuff here. Hold on a second. As long as we're yeah. showing things, got like my. You know, like my. Can you see that? And you're bored. Oh, yeah. It's got a laptop. I'm bored yeah, there. Yeah, got some gear. So. I got the keyboards behind me. So, so yeah, let's just kind of talk about like what you've been up to musically. Um, I noticed your YouTube videos uh, and stuff. They're not that old. Uh, no. Pretty new. So clearly, yeah. it's been kind of a new project you've been getting into as of late i don't know if you were in previous projects or if you had yeah so i can give you some history um, i guess yeah I figured about, why not sure so i got to dc in 2002 mm-hmm. and i'm from outside of new york city uh originally gotcha. so i spent my first 22 years there right. moved to brooklyn after college which is like a common kind of story right especially then and um you know it just wasn't i was actually a delivery driver at whole foods uh, on 23rd, oh, no. 23rd street in, in Manhattan. Um, I was a bike messenger for a little bit anyway. So like I moved to DC, my sister was mm. down here. She was going to AU. I crashed my younger sister. <laughs> I crashed on her couch for like a month and then, nice. uh, moved into, uh, Columbia Heights on like 15th and Harvard. And okay. I lived there for 10 years, which is where I started a band called Jones. Right. So it's where like, yes, I took my Mike Jones kind of stave Jane thing. Which incidentally, yeah. like if you go on the Spotify thing in the car, right, and you have like one of those screens, like the rapper yeah. Mike Jones will come up for my picture, yeah. which is, I'm not gonna, it's, I think it's awesome. I'm not gonna let yeah. them know about that. Mm. So I started the Jones, and we are, I mean, we haven't played in a year, right? But like 
for all intents and purposes, we've been around for like 15 years or whatever, like however much since 2006 or something like that. Yeah. And that's where the bulk of my playing, that's who the bulk of my playing is with. And we did a bunch of shows around the area, played some with some really cool bands, um, you know, throughout the time when we played with, uh, I mean, the, I think the most famous one was Ingve was Malmsteen. That's awesome. <laughs> At the Fillmore. And that was wow. like a joke. It was like a joke how we got the show. And it was like, and I'm the guitarist, right? And I am, I'm yeah. not Ingve Malmsteen. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, if, if anybody knows who Ingve Malmsteen is, he's like one of like the monster three. Like, oh, yeah. like Ingve, yeah. Steve oh. Vai, right? I mean, like yeah. these guys are like, so I'm, I'm on stage, I'm a, and the, the, but the whole place is filled with like guitar people geeks yeah. nerds yeah. and they like you know every single one of them just shreds <laughs> yeah exactly and i'm like a blues guitarist and you know i kind yeah. of do my own thing right mm-hmm. i mean i was like weaned on hendrix so mm-hmm. so they're all like and my bassist he was, he was like he's like after the show he's like dude <laughs> every single person was watching every finger thing move you were played, making yeah. you know and it was just like so kind of like daunting and i was like all right man we're gonna play some rock and roll and some guy was like well come on already (laughs) (laughs) yeah dude i mean um that's awesome i'm a huge guitar player that's really the primary thing that i do musically and the way i was me too what i learned on so i can only imagine being in those shoes but (laughs) i i can take the conversation two ways because mostly i just think it's cool you got to play the Fillmore. Yeah, it was kind of cool. It was a fluke. We got that gig on yeah. a fluke for sure. Like, you know, we knew someone that like was supposed to do it and then they couldn't do it. And then they, they yeah. asked us to do it. And we're like, oh, I mean, yeah, absolutely. We're going to fucking Hell do yeah. it. Like, I mean, it's the fucking Fillmore. I used to work there as a medic, too. It was actually the only too. time, I think. What was that? I used to work there as a medic, too. That makes sense. People are like overdosing and passing out and all that shit. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, so believe it or not, the worst shows to work are definitely EDM front and center. But I would say country is definitely up there. Or like um, little Jordan like girls think, passing out too much. But the, I'd say, Zima. I mean, grown, grown, <laughs> grown dudes and all kinds of people getting real rowdy, real drunk. Yeah, um, yeah that's fucking awesome. And then the tamest shows, believe it or not, if you sort of look at the mosh pit as occasionally someone gets hurt in the mosh pit, that's true. I would still say maybe the team yeah, shows it. are like metal shows, I it. especially like hardcore, because people are like so like mm-hmm. just nice and maybe they're just super super yeah. insecure or something. <laughs> they don't mm-hmm. like they're just they're shy and like people don't really get yep. in fights. There's not a lot of drunks. Occasionally someone in the mosh pit gets hurt, but outside of that, like pretty mild all the overdoses like happen like EDM like shows and uh, stuff, yeah. you know yeah yeah sure. and all that stuff but then yeah. the other genres they really aren't too bad I would say yeah. obviously reggae <laughs> doesn't don't really say much about that but <laughs> that's gotta be a fun show <laughs> but anyway that, that just I had to say that about the film work because yeah. I've always wanted to be able to play there one day too so never know. it was weird it was weird I mean, it was cool. Yeah. It was obviously like I get to say that, right? So that's like yeah. cool to say out loud, I guess. And um, 
but but it was you know you know you play these shows sometimes and they're just like it's like a weird vibe you know yeah. and it, that's kind of it's just like one of those you they're, know, but, they're yeah. there to see one of the world's greatest guitar players ever unfortunately yeah. <laughs> so like so crazy dude. i don't know yeah. how how i would i don't even know if i'd get on stage i don't even know I guess I would. Of course you would get on. I would. I would do would, it because but, you, know. you would be able to be like, I played. I yeah. opened a show for Ingvae Malmsteen <laughs> at the Fillmore, which yeah. is like insane. Like, all right, here. I mean, like you know, we're talking. We're going to talk about like my folk song soon, yeah. right? Which is just yeah. like anyway. So, um, so that was, that was cool. And then we got to play with a bunch of other bands. Um, we opened for Urge Overkill. We uh, we played with London Souls. We played with. Uh, I mean, I've got all my posters like in front of me right now. We've got some. We played with the, some cool, some cool bands um, over the years. We we were doing a lot of shows at like the Rock and Hotel and DC Nine and the Red and Black, uh, which you yeah. know all, the, a bunch of bars on Eighth Street. You know when they first opened up, yeah. and uh, we were very lucky to have put ourselves in a position to kind of be considered like a good rock and roll band in town. So the booking agent was able to place us with a lot of out of town bands that were, you know, were coming up and starting to do some stuff. So yeah. the running joke amongst us were like, you know, if they play with us and they're probably going to end up like next week, they're going to be filling out stadiums, which like <laughs> often was, was very true. Like we played yeah. with this band called the answer from Ireland and the next week they were, touring with uh, ACDC you know it was just like constantly happened like that and it was it was fun but it was also kind of you know yeah. a little it gets I a little remember. disillusioning at that point yeah so, so what was like, the yeah. full name of that band was it just called Jones that was just the Jones and the, the, Jones? the name yeah that was the Jones yeah I mean there's probably like a thousand other bands in the world called the Jones you know we were well aware of that when we came um, up with the name of the band or whatever but um, it's if you're going to look it up, I can send you links later. Yeah, if it's on Spotify or for people listening, I can link it in the notes. I was trying mm -hmm. to find it myself. It's, um, um, you can go uh, www.thejonesmusic.com. Okay. And uh, and then after that, um, the bassist from that band... Sorry, yeah, the bassist from that band and I formed another band called the Virginia Southpaws. Okay. And they were rocking for about four years and he's playing guitar. So we co-wrote, we co-wrote that album. Um, again, rock and roll, you know, bluesy rock kind yeah. of stuff. Cool. So let's then those gigs, those gigs got shut down right yeah. by the pandemic. Mm -hmm. and, and I was like, you know what? I'm here. I'm home. I, I've got a bunch of songs that I've written over the years that were kind of more acoustic driven. Yeah. Let me just start releasing them. So that's how this has kind of started going. There you go. The old yeah. uh, one-man band. It uh, mm -hmm. it happens to all of us eventually, I think. And uh, yeah. in, in a lot of ways, though, I kind of mean that like affectionately or whatever, because it's like if you have a creative pursuit in you, you're going to do it whether you have people around or not. It's just something to work on, you know? Um, so that's kind of tough. these days, like the, the technology there's no excuses oh yeah no. you know you can make a record and if you know you can make a record you can make a record in your basement you just yeah. anybody can it's just all that stuff is really accessible so yeah, yeah i've always outsourced my recording stuff when i go to like studios when i actually make 
full albums or EPs or anything like that for the production. But um, part of that, I guess, is because I've been fortunate to have some friends who are in that world, and then um, part of it's I got a job or whatever and can afford it. Uh, but recently, yeah. I've kind of really upped my game, I feel like, because of this podcast for a couple reasons. I mean, one being that I'm meeting more people. So because I'm a lead guitar mm-hmm. player, I always say if you need any session work done, I'm happy to either come to your studio or now I can send stuff because I've gotten better Yeah. Um, literally from recording this podcast um, just through GarageBand and, and different things. Um, I can now send like pro audio, like recorded guitar stuff yeah. uh, to people wherever yep. they are. And that's mm-hmm. been a lot of fun to do, especially yeah. without shows happening, you know. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I was lucky to to be asked to do a couple of those um, kind of things, the compilation, you know, I guess like collaboration, you know, with yeah. some other band, other people in the area um, via this thing called crossover.tv. And gotcha. um, they actually just released the whole uh sergeant pepper's album with like a bunch of a bunch of bands from the dc area i mean and a bunch of really cool bands and um so my band uh got to do uh one of the tunes on that um which was you know cool and i did a john prine song with nice uh, a couple of people like uh don's and tara who owns inner ear you know so one of those old school hardcore punk bands uh yeah. did their stuff so um uh, he was on the track. Uh, so, yeah, the passing around the music thing has, has been kind of revolutionary, you know, and, and there, it's like to prove your point, like artists are going to be artists and, and people are going to figure out a way to, to make stuff, it's, you yeah. know, and especially in, you know, again, the technology has allowed all of us to basically form bands online, which is yeah. weird, but, <laughs> you know, it's true. It's going on, so. Yeah, and I started this podcast at the beginning of the shutdown when shows stopped and i mean it's been worth pretty much every second of it like just meeting everybody in a way that like i couldn't really do from even playing with them even if i was playing the same show because even like we're doing talking right now we see each other but like we don't really have Mm -hmm. the time because we're working or whatever Mm -hmm. to talk Mm -hmm. so like the same sort of applies for for whatever job field you're in, music included. So I feel like coming out of this break and coming out of all this stuff, like it's going to be pretty cool to really feel a little more integrated into where I play and knowing everybody a lot better now. Yeah, for sure. You know, my buddy uh, Rich says, you know, he thinks it's going to come back you know people are just gonna have this insane hunger yeah you know for for live shows and 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 stuff like that and i think these local musical communities have kind of been strengthened you know like by by your podcast and like stuff like that going on you know you're you're providing this huge i mean for lack of a better term like service right because people and bands are always going to have stuff to promote Mm -hmm. you know and 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 everyone's looking for a venue to you know to to talk about to talk about stuff this is you know your podcast is really cool you know because most of the people are obviously part-timers right yeah everyone has a day job especially now i don't care if you're full-time during the thing i mean a lot of musicians that were full-time are now they're part-time or they're no time yeah and you know and and 
there's whole careers that have just been obliterated, you know, by this. Clubs are closing down, and, and mm-hmm. I don't know about you. What do you think? I think some of the bigger clubs are going to start having to fold, and that well, sucks. They won't um, actually, and I have a reason for that. That at least that is mildly substantiated, as far as I know, which is Live Nation, and uh, specifically they're buying up as many clubs as they can. So one interesting one conglomerate will own you know the black Everything. cat uh sadly yeah. it's going to become monopolized uh, yeah it sucks man i had some um, really hazy times at the red room that's for sure <laughs> yeah um that being said you know there's there's been gofundmes <clears throat> for like places up here like the auto bar and um you know different places so some have been able to sort of stay afloat and there's also the loans that at least maryland was given out to people uh specifically venues and businesses so maybe there's a chance but yeah you're right for for this a lot of the small guys i don't know how you know it's gonna happen it's gonna i mean if they can stay afloat that'd be awesome you know i just uh, it just you know it's uh eventually if it's the money the money you know money drives up you know, for everybody, yeah. you know, so whoever's donating and, and GoFundMe's and stuff like that, I just, you know, like you said, I hope people can hang on, and then when the things are open up, it's opening opening up at, like, half capacity, and, and, yeah. and like, for good reason, and especially from our perspective, but um, it sucks, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a double-edged sword, man, so. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. eventually it'll just take time, but it'll come back around, and for sure. my other answer, I guess, that I've been talking to people about beside, um, you know, small venues closing, and that sucks, is I think you're going to see a return of the house show. Like, a return of the DIY show. And I mean this not in the sense of, like, kids, like, 16-year-olds, like it maybe it was in our day. I'm saying what I'm seeing is, like, 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds having bands come yeah. through that are touring. And this was happening before you the know. pandemic and still sort of during it. And I kind of see that as being... A solution to not having small places to play anymore you know after this or whatever we should talk offline because there are some like so I started <laughs> like a perfect time I started a record label nice. which is what I've been releasing all of my stuff yeah under so there's like aspirations to um, you know get some artists and some capacity yeah. and, and start releasing some stuff. You know, likewise, I live in an area where I have some outdoor space when I've been starting touring with the idea of like putting on some shows, you know, right. or something. And I might have, you know, like an audience of people that would pay a, a rate or whatever to have people come play. I would bet that you do. In that, in that, in exactly that demographic. Mm. You know, 30 40 year olds kids yeah can't go anywhere or whatever don't want to go anywhere has the space would love stuff to come to them like during the pandemic we had food trucks you know yeah. like come to where i live and like it was just every night was just sold out it was you know they're yeah. just hungry for anything to do so we should talk offline because i'm, I'm definitely like thinking about doing something like that yeah so there's like an interest so but i got some moving parts obviously well i've been kind of doing uh you know outdoor well i shouldn't say like i'm doing it like it's a regular thing but like last summer we had like a socially distanced like outdoor 
thing uh, at a farm nearby. And um, I plan to do the same thing again, you know. But really the more important thing is I'm working towards uh, probably a full-blown festival uh, for this, loosely based around the podcast from people that I've met over the last year. Because I have a location in mind once things are open again. And, you know, there's a more or less official green light, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. things are cool to do that. They're saying fall of 21, but even if it's 22, whatever. When, every, when everybody's cool again um, and things cooled off. But, um, yeah, I mean, I definitely plan on doing stuff like that. So, um, That's going to be a big need, you know, for that. For sure, hunger. Yeah, you know, from from all parties, bands and audience members or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And then you know, then uh-huh. it's at least you know, it's a festival, right? You gotta yeah break even at the very least. I mean, yeah. I'm not really trying yeah, to make money. Yeah. Actually, I'm just trying to give. people... No, no. I'm saying money. like, but like, you gotta like. There's there are costs with putting yeah, yeah. on a festival. Like oh, yeah. even if it's the portage, the portage on costs. Oh money, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. But, um, yeah, that's cool. Anyway, really the point of this podcast, like I said, is to kind of talk about your stuff and, and kind of giving people a little window into hearing about what you've been up to and what you've been working on. So um, maybe we'll just kind of get into a couple of the new songs. You got the Snake Oil one out. And sure. You got, yeah, um, so that's like the, yep. Really the, yeah, we got four, I've got like four tracks out right now. I've got Snake Oil. Yeah. Uh, Calamity Jane was the first release, and then huh, um, strongest one I know, and, and don't don't give up on me, which are really um, just edgy titles. So I'm really proud of this yeah. <laughs> edgy mm-hmm. edgy titles. Yeah, but I mean, um, you know, it's an acoustic driven thing, and like I said, uh, it, it, the sentiment was kind of like, fuck it, just put it out there, and you know, it is what it is. Uh, so I think some of the recordings will definitely reflect that. Um, but I, I'm really proud of like the, uh, specifically like the Calamity Jane one and the last one, Snake Oil. I think like uh, the production was all right. And, um, I had, uh, my buddy Rich Russman and then on, uh, guitar on, um, Calamity Jane. Yeah. I had, uh, John Matloff on drums for Calamity Jane. I had, uh, and then Austin Day. This guy Austin Day was on keys. And then on Snake Oil, Austin was on keys again. And now Rich was on, did a bass line for me. And then I yeah. played all the other percussion and, and all that other stuff. Um, so I'm basically like the trying to uh, do what I can musically wise and instru- instrumentally wise. And if I need a bass line, I need a key part, I need mm-hmm. drums, like I have once again access to some really good musicians and friends uh, and we can pass stuff around along the internet. So there yeah. you go. Right. I mean, uh, and that's the way it, it's, it's been. So I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm having fun with, with that or with this right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, but it's in, in the back of my mind right now, things are, you know, the opening up or whatever. And, and, and the itch to start playing live again is definitely, yeah. It's definitely there for, for sure. sure. Um, so, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to kind of start start that up. And it's like, yeah. So I don't know. The snake oil things has been cool, and 
uh, I was able to get like a couple of write-ups, which is nice. Um, yeah. So, so it's been going well, and I think you know, I'll, as long as I get uh, encouraged, <laughs> I keep being encouraged. Yeah. I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. Or not, even not being yeah. encouraged. I mean, I think the most important thing that you're doing is just putting it out. Um, you know, I'm not pointing fingers at people who don't, but sometimes people work on stuff and they're just like, ah, it's not good enough. And they're just like, mm -hmm. sit mm -hmm. on it. And I'm like, well, all right, cool, I guess. But like, generally, you I know my stuff's not good enough. Yeah, <laughs> to put it out like, anyway. <laughs> yeah, and come on a podcast and talk about it, you know, whatever. It's like, it doesn't need to yeah. be groundbreaking. And mm -hmm. if you really want to talk about artistic stuff, it's like your only thing that you're trying to be better than is like the older version of you, I guess, really. Like you're not really yeah. trying to be better than somebody else or something like that. It's like you just kind of have your own style and your own thing. And I feel like the only way to get better at that is trying it, like releasing it or seeing what people think and... Or at least seeing, for sure. you know, what kind of response you get, but maybe not. And for sure, maybe I'm wrong about that. And whatever. no, I don't think so. I don't I think you're wrong, you know, at all. I think like also, at least in my case, like it's been, uh, there's been like a lot of change. And I mean, I went, um, you know, I went from a three piece power trio blues rock yeah. thing, and now I'm doing like acoustic-y. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's getting on like the country. You know the country play playlists or whatever, so it, it's yeah. it's definitely been a change. Uh, some intentional and some not. Yeah. You know? um, but yeah, the sentiment was just kind of put it out there, and um, again, it's yeah, it's been it's been kind of cool. It's definitely been an evolution to that for sure, and it comes with getting older. I don't know, yeah. like when I was young, God, I was you know I wanted everything to be like whatever perfect and trust me it's not like it's definitely not by any means perfect but i wanted it to be yeah and it wasn't and it was never going to be and that's okay i just didn't realize at the time that that's okay and it is what it is and like there comes like i don't know maybe that's where it comes from the job you know that we do is that uh, priorities change mm. and giving a shit <laughs> about most other like most things and i don't mean like i give a shit about music very much so but it it be you know sometimes it wasn't fun in the past yeah when you're you know and now it's more it's more fun yeah. for me now because i don't give a shit yeah much. I, I guess I, i've been fortunate never to have to struggle with perfectionism especially in music um but yeah. like if i had to describe it to me what it might mean is like the perfect amount of like idiosyncrasies like the perfect amount of little farts here and there on like mm -hmm. on a song or on an album where it was like oh i didn't really mean to do that it's like the hendrix yeah. mentality of like he probably didn't mean to do 30 40 50 percent of what he was doing sometimes <laughs> but like it just the his style came through and like yeah it just blended and it molded and it worked and i feel like that would be my version of perfection if if i had one you know it's just like for sure 
That was actually one of my biggest things with like you know the, I think I don't know if there's the, it, I, I think like there's like a Hendrix Clapton you know thing right and people yeah. are like well do you like Hendrix or do you like Clapton and I don't think it's even close. I was always a Hendrix guy. I like both too for sure, but I was always preferential to the Hendrix thing exactly for that you know reason because there was he just you know there wasn't a lot of there wasn't perfection and a lot of the times he messed up either something you know something really cool happened for the right. most part. Whereas Clapton is so. He's, you know, he's such a student of the game. Every note he plays seems so intentional and perfect, basically. I mean, I don't know. The dude is flawless. I mean, uh, I just, he doesn't uh, make many mistakes. Yeah, I mean, I grew up learning Clapton and stuff like that, but I always found him to be one of the more mundane and boring guitar players to study. I mean, I sort of get that his stuff fit his songs very well and it's often very pretty, but it wasn't interesting to me. Like, it just didn't grab But me. even the, like, I mean, I mean, like, a student, like, when he was doing, like, he did, like, the whole Robert Johnson catalog. Yeah. You know, and, and he played, like, when you listen to some old school Robert Johnson, I mean, God, first of all, the way it was recorded, like, you can't <laughs> hear, it's not, you're, it's not a yeah. clear recording. You know, it, it's, and whereas now you have this, this crystal clear cut recording where you can hear every note that may or may not have been played by Robert Johnson because you can't really, you know, you, yeah. have to, you know, discern it that well. I just feel like Clapton did it so flawlessly, and yeah. I don't mean that like like a in a, a good or bad way. It just just kind of felt like that's what it was. Whereas yeah. if Hendrix did the the Robert Johnson catalog, <laughs> I don't think it would be flawless. I think it would be really good, but I don't think it'd be flawless. But he also he put his like that, like he'd also said. put his own spin on it, his own style, and you would just know like, absolutely that's yep. that's Hendrix. So. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I feel like we've been going on a good forty-five minutes to an hour. It's usually kind of where I, I run these things, more or less. Sounds good. Anyway, yeah, I guess I'll uh, probably wrap this thing up. Appreciate you coming on, and uh, I'll get it edited and sent over to you beforehand, so you could maybe give it a listen and just kind of see what you think. Sure, so. that sounds good. Um, cool, buddy. I appreciate the time. Yeah, man. I'll. S- and then, like I said, let me know about that beer. Yeah, I'll let you know if I'm working on a Sunday night. We'll see if that becomes more regular. So, so okay. Um, All right, cool. That's pretty much it, I think. So yeah, dude, I'll text you here in a sec. All right, man. Thank you. Have a good rest Peace of your day. Out. Yep. All right, you too. Bye. So, yeah, I want to thank Mike for coming on, and thank you for listening. Um, the song, again, that you're hearing in the background is called Snake Oil, which you can find wherever you listen to music. And uh, other than that, hopefully a good week, and uh, looks like the weather's starting to break here. It's starting to get nice out, so uh, hopefully it's a good one. Shake some hands and promise Snake oil is better than it is It'll make you rich, it'll keep you strong You'll have lots of kids One good woman to keep you warm and head Just your head on the feather bed Grab my things and trinkets in Tonics that I cooked up that past morning Jingling up 
got back to the camp Loaded down and headed for the border Sunset burned like fire water That's the road that we headed down Lots of kids 